Welcome to the UMMC Bible Study Podcast, a podcast produced with students at UMMC. My name is Tim Chen, and I'm a former graduate of the UMC Medical School. Currently, I'm a family physician practicing in Mississippi. The goal of our podcast is to help our students and their families grow closer with the Lord and stronger in their faith and walk with God. With the rigors of school, it can be difficult to spend time with the Lord as well as fellowship with other believers. We hope that this podcast uplifts you during this challenging time and encourages you in your journey with God. Well, praise the Lord, Christian. Here we are again recording another podcast in our Philippians series. This is starting to get very real, specifically here in Philippians 4. Christian, before we start, do you want to give our listeners a recap on Philippians 3? Sure. Last couple of times we've been get, we had gotten into uh, Philippians chapter 3, and I think we had touched on uh, Paul's brief testimony, his, his giving his own history of his excellent upbringing as a really really capable, really um, zealous Jew, and even a Pharisee. But we saw that Paul, eventually he counted all of that as loss. He counted everything as even refuse, as dung, because he, uh, he saw Christ. <laughs> he, he said, compared to the excellency of the knowledge of Christ, all that was nothing. And so Paul uh, speaks a little bit more, I think, in chapter three. Um, I think we, we were enjoying his attitude about not only counting everything as dung or as laws compared to Christ, but even his attitude of forgetting the things that are behind and pressing forward. And I think, you know, that can be implied in many ways, but Paul, he, he was applying it definitely in his experience of uh, experience of Christ and um, in his desire to know Christ. So again, I, I, I think it's worth mentioning that in these few chapters in this book of, of Philippians, um, Paul has been bringing us into not just some objective doctrinal knowledge about being a good person or um, some things about Jesus, but he really is trying to help us enter into experiencing Christ and experiencing Christ in a, a, a normal, real way. So uh, I think that brings us to chapter four now. Absolutely, Christian. I think that is a wonderful summary. Because you're exactly right. It is very humbling and encouraging at the same time to see someone of Paul's caliber. You know, we assume he is the Apostle Paul. He is perfect in his outward conduct. He's so wise in all his epistles. His experience with the Lord has got to be the best of the best already. But Paul's attitude was one that he was never satisfied with where he was. Yes, he had enjoyed a lot of Christ. Yes, he has had a lot of experience of Christ, yet he was not happy just staying there. In fact, he kept saying he wanted to know Christ. He used words like pursue and stretch forward. And these are words that show someone is putting in effort to get to know this wonderful Christ. And like you said, Christian, not to know him so he can teach a theology school or know him so he can debate someone on a stage about the Lord, although he did have times like that. However, he wants to know him to experience him. He wants Christ to be so real to him. 
And I feel like Christian today, especially in our mainstream Christian circle, we might be missing that. And I'm speaking to myself. I'm not speaking about anyone. But I, I sometimes have to ask the Lord, Lord, am I just pursuing the work or am I pursuing you? And seeing Paul pursue the Lord really just reinvigorates me to pursue the Lord as well. However, Christian, today we are continuing on in Philippians 4. And I think these verses are very familiar to most Christians. I think most of us have memorized them because in life we have a lot of anxieties. But Christian, do you mind reading these verses? Sure. Uh, This is Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. In nothing be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses every man's understanding, will guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. Amen, Christian. Well, again, very familiar verses. But today we want to focus on something maybe a little different than just, hey, you need to stop being anxious. You know, life is full of anxieties. You've got to toughen up. You're a Christian. You're not supposed to be anxious. But we're going to focus on this little word here in verse 6, to God. Christian, why is that little phrase so important when it comes to anxiety? Well, I think, you know, that little phrase, to God, that, you know, that, that's, that should be very experiential, right? In this, in this verse, it's talking about making prayers and petitions with thanksgiving and letting them be made known to God. So that means we, we have the ability as believers, as ones who have received the Lord, we can have a to God. <laughs> we can speak to God. We can, we can let him know how we're feeling. We can pour out our anxieties on him. We can, we can, we can do these things in, in this way. This is really a way that the word is helping us not only to deal with our anxieties, but we're, we're experiencing God in the midst of those uh, situations and circumstances. So uh, I don't know. I, I really appreciate that. We, we, I can speak to God, you know, whenever I'm going through something. And I think, I think we're going to touch on that a little bit more. You're exactly right, Christian. You know, most of us obviously have anxiety especially a lot of our medical students, you know, as students or even you Christians, a PhD student or me practicing in clinic, anxiety is part of life. Anxiety is everywhere. You know? and however, uh, we read this verse many times and sometimes we just feel like, all right, I need a self-help book to get me out of my anxiety. Or I'm a Christian, I'm not supposed to feel anxiety because Paul here says, in, do no, in nothing, right? Be anxious in nothing. However, many times, contrary to what Paul has been talking about here in Philippians, we are trying to overcome anxiety by ourselves. But Paul's little phrase here, to God, actually the Greek word to God here has a connotation of fellowship. Sometimes that word is actually translated with God. So you could say that that little phrase to God is also, can also be translated in the fellowship with God. And that really is the source. That's the source 
of overcoming all the anxieties in the world. It's not by yourself, but it's actually relying on God, fellowshipping with God, talking with God. And this actually was brought out by the Lord Jesus in Mark chapter 4. And I'll just read these verses real quick, Christian. Here it says, this is the Lord talking about the parable of the sower. And again, everybody knows this story. Every Christian who's read the Bible knows the parable of the sower. But he said this. He said, this is chapter 4, verse 3. Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. So if you read further down in Mark, the Lord kind of describes what this is talking about. And essentially, the soil is our heart. The seed is the gospel. Or the seed actually is the Lord, right? God being planted into our heart. But I really like this little point here, Christian. This is when the Lord said that there was not much soil. And the seed sprouted up, grew up really fast, but it couldn't stand the sun because, not because the sun was too hot, but the, but the seed itself had no root, no depth. Anyway, that really just reminds me, Christian, as a seed, it needs sunlight to grow. So the problem isn't with the anxieties of the world. The problem isn't with the persecutions or things out there. The problem is the root. How deep is our relationship with God? And I believe the deeper the sunlight not doesn't isn't a scorching thing anymore. The sunlight actually becomes something that allows a seed to grow. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, Christian. I, I really like this picture, and I really like that you um, brought up this parable from Mark 4 talking about anxieties and, and, and hearing this portion and it, it compares that uh, the anxieties of this age are like the, the thorns that choke the plant um, when it tries to grow up. And also you had mentioned there was uh, the seed that fell on the shallow ground and it didn't have any roots. In the case where the sun came out and it scorched that seed, the sun is supposed to be, it's supposed to, actually it's needed for the growth of, of plants, right? Yeah, you, you need sunlight. But if there's no roots, then that it'll, it'll actually kill the plant. And I think that picture really shows and, and reminds, reminds me that uh, I need to develop a good root system with the Lord. <laughs> and, you know, that really is taking care of that personal fellowship with God, taking the time to, to talk to God, to open up to God, to open up to the Lord about what's going on with me. And it's not a small thing to do that. I've, I heard from someone before, like the more real we are with, with God, the more God can be real to us. Right. It's like in any relationship, you know, if you're, if you open up to someone, then, then they're able to open up more to you. Anyway, um, talking about taking roots with the Lord, I, I want to add another verse too. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. 
Blessed is the man who trusts in Jehovah and whose trust Jehovah is. And he'll be like a tree transplanted beside water, which sends out its roots by a stream and will not be afraid when he comes for its leaves remain flourishing. And it will not be anxious in the year of drought and will not cease to bear fruit. So anyway, I, again, I just I want to bring these verses with that picture again. Um, this is why it's so crucial for us to have and to take care of our relationship with the Lord. Um, so that when all the outward pressures come, it actually helps us to grow instead of choking us. That's a really good verse that you brought in, Christian, from Jeremiah, because you can see this theme going on, that the issue isn't the anxieties of life. The issue isn't the struggle or the suffering or the persecution. The issue is how deep is our root system. And I, I appreciate it. Like we're tying this all together here in Philippians, back to Philippians, it didn't say that after we let our prayer petition with thanksgiving and we tell it to God, the next verse doesn't say, and God will fix your situation. Rather, it says, and the peace of God, which surpasses every man's understanding, will guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. So a lot of times these outward situations are allowed by God to help us to grow. I appreciate that Philippians 4 this matter of relying on God to overcome these things comes after Philippians 3, which essentially is an entire chapter telling us to pursue Christ, to stretch forward to Christ, right? To gain Christ. In Philippians 1, it talked about enjoying the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Christ. And all this is so that we will be supplied no matter what situation that we are in. Whether the Lord changes the situation or not, that's up to him. But it doesn't matter because whether it's drought, whether it's sunshine, right? As long as we have the root systems toward God as the living water in some of the pictures that he's described himself as, then we will be able to bear fruit in all these situations. Well, Christian, this was just a fabulous reading. Any closing thoughts that you have on this matter? I'd like to bring in one more verse. This is 1 Peter 5, 7. Casting all your anxiety on him because it matters to him concerning you. I just want to give that out there because we can cast all our anxieties on him, whatever it is, however big, however small. And maybe the hour situation doesn't change, but the Lord does gain something in us and with us in every single one of those situations. Glad that we can see how how we can come to the Lord uh, in our anxieties in the word like this. Amen, Christian. I appreciate I appreciate you, brother, because this is such a good reminding word. Again, not to try to fix the outward situation, but to cling to God and tell him and be real with him because it really matters. It matters to him concerning us. Anyway, Christian, we have one more week in Philippians, and then we'll be wrapping this book up, which is kind of crazy that we've been doing this pretty much the whole pandemic. But it's been really good, Christian. Thanks again for your time. 
Sun arise, my leaves won't wither and die. 